変身Kip here. Uh, sorry again, our schedule did get messed up uh, one more time. Uh, nobody's fault um, the whole time. But um, next week, James Baker does come back and we will start our uh, year long look at Comrade Saber again. It'll be uh, episodes 19 through 24 to just catch up on where we left off, which is kind of cool because it's been a whole arc. Um, as you might know, there's been some massive blizzards and some icing problems, some like various service problems in. Uh, in the southern United States. So uh, there's no ultimate episode this week. And uh, please do give Steph some well wishes on like Twitter um, at Hatsis if you'd like to. But if not, um, she'll be back too in, in the following week after that, where we'll look at uh, episodes one through six of Mystic Knights of, of Tirnanog, which is kind of like an Irish, I think it was an American made um, mid 90s kind of like real like low budget togu trying to capitalize off of like like off of power rangers but for right now if it's just me let's do something a little experimental this is outside of the norm so please feel free once you hear about it uh to like pump for this week uh but also if people like this this is totally something we, you could do for a bonus episode down the line um probably not for a little while we have the uh two or three bonus episodes like coming for you in the, the next couple of weeks as well looking at stuff like Comrade. Zo Comrade J and one that's a bit more of a surprise. But with that, um this week I thought I don't really stretch my creative muscle that much on this show comparatively to uh some other endeavors I do. So I thought let's try and just <laughs> throw caution to the wind and do something random and creative. And with that, we're gonna make a season of common writer based off of scratch, a couple of names, a couple of words submitted by people, um, and see if we can form that into a co- coherent season of television, I'm going to take a couple of different um, AI off of the website Shindan Maker, take our names as the three main hosts, and I'm going to create over the next hour, hour and a half, a whole season of Common Rider just based off some AI generation and uh, some creative writing. So what that means is I'll like take something like the name Kip put it in one that I'm using right now is um new writer. Uh and Kip is a witty gazelle writer wielding twin blades and collects toys. So that would be my whole character right there. Um and yeah, so what this means is that once we have those characters, that's gonna become a whole season. So there's our designs, our forms, the themes of the show, what the enemies look like, um, what the overall plot is. And also, we are going to find some different songs for the soundtrack and the opening. So <laughs> I did reach out on Twitter um, and got a couple of words, too, from people that wanted things to be included in what we did. So with that, uh, let's look out for our list of words that we uh, did get. And that list is um, Water Spiders, Eels, Mario's Big Shoe, 
Furbis and Furbies. So with that, um, what I want to do is say, uh, let's start this out. Uh, I'm very excited about this because uh, I've never really done anything too creative on the show. I've always been kind of leading the discussion. Uh, I often get told that I have a mind for certain kinds of things. So with that, um, let's start on making some choices for the show. One has to be, um, I'm not going to be the main character, whatever happens to um, the writers that we get. And two, I'm going to, um, <clears throat> for the sake of give me some options, I am going to go with the two names that each host has. So that is Kip and that is James Dorrington. That's Kopitz Senpai and James Baker. That is Steph and Hatsis. And have some more ability to lead what's going on there. <laughs> so we aren't like quite in the rut. Um, I tested out a couple of uh, makers on shindanmaker.com and I came upon two that I liked and that I am going to use. And those are uh, New Rider and Sexy Toku Story. So for that, um, for each person, two times in each of these two. And we are going to find out who our main characters are in the story. So with that, uh, let's start with uh, James Baker in the new writer, uh, Shindan Maker. This is by uh, at Boken Dreamer. It is near the top if you search uh, on that website for Kamen Rider or Tokusatsu, but also it will be listed in the, uh, in the show notes below. So James Baker is the smart skateboard writer wielding a metal detector and a scared of tech. Okay. And Kopsetic Senpai is the gentle book writer wielding a shovel and can't cook. Okay, let's see what I got. Uh, James Dorrington is the optimistic fish rider wielding a book and lives on a farm. Kip is the witty gazelle rider wielding twin blades and collects toys. Hmm, okay. Steph is the shy rock rider wielding a magic wand and procrastinates. Hatsis is the passionate raptor rider wielding a metal detector and is a bird. I'm wondering, as far as main character, I like the idea of a... Uh, our main character, James Baker, being the smart skateboard writer, wielding a metal detector and is scared of tech. So I'm going to write that down. So that is our main character, main writer. Now, based on what we have, I'm going to say, uh, let's look at what are the dynamics? How do you make up a normal like season of writer? That's about 50-something episodes, like 40-something episodes, say 48 episodes. Uh, you're telling a story, and we want to have contrast there. So I'm going to start with myself and say, um, and say, maybe this will mirror kind of the podcast a little bit in that, oh, um, James Dorrington is the optimistic fish writer or Kip. So maybe this is like mirror the show a little bit where, um, okay, so maybe it's like, I'm the person who at the start of series has been around a little bit, like doing stuff. And then like the new character show up and shake up that status quo. And that leaves Steph. I'm saying maybe she's the character that shows up a little bit into this. So maybe it's, uh, oh, we're um, 12 episodes in, and that's when her character shows up. So I um, think we have a smart, maybe James Baker's kind of like a um, hot-headed rookie, but good-natured. And for Steph, there's two. There is a passionate raptor rider wielding a metal detector, and it's a bird. Or there is shy rock rider wielding a magic wand and procrastinates so i think um hmm, this is a bit of a conundrum so i think uh with that let's look at um 
passionate. Maybe uh, it's like um, how in certain pieces of fiction you have characters that are introduced just because they shake things up and can cause like storylines to happen and drama. So I like passionate, raptor, that can mean a lot of things. Um, wielding a middle detector in is a bird. I'm going to say the bird is a raptor, just kind of, she has like bird-like qualities, like metal knife that she calls a talon or something. Um, and the metal detector, that is also something that James Baker has. Maybe that's just something from the, maybe that's something just from the um, maker itself. But let's just say that maybe that's how they meet and interact is... Um, a trait of James Baker is that he's kind of like um, in Comrade Kiva, if you're familiar, Wataru is always trying to find different things to make together to make the perfect varnish for making his violins as good as his father um, did. So maybe it's that we're like, okay, yeah, that works actually. So that's kind of how they interact. Maybe like some level of like their rivalry before they realize that like each other is a copywriter. So then Snake Draft, um, which you might know from fantasy sports, is that you um, do the last person first. So with that, I'm going to search the second of our makers. Um, this one I'm not going to commit to using as much, just going to see what it generates, I guess. Um, and <laughs> this is the sexy or your sexy toku story, Shunden Maker. And this will also be linked. So uh, first off, let's try for Steph. Steph is a Megazord who all the men love, plus becomes a cum dumpster. I'm going to veto that one. Um, these are all not us, not based off our personalities, just kind of what does <laughs> this AI make should be your name? But out of respect for Steph, I would say that's, and the fact that there's no Megazords or common Rider, so you can't be a cum dumpster Megazord if there's no Megazords, you know? Uh, <coughs> Hatsis uh, is a main writer who all the women love, and works at a juice bar part-time. That is much more Steph's speed, I will say. So, uh, all the women love and works at a juice bar part-time is perfect for that. Okay. So, Steph is done. Steph is a passionate raptor-based common writer who wields a metal detector and all the women love while working at the juice bar part-time. Okay. Uh, and then let's go over once more to what's going on with uh, Kip. So uh, Kip is a Showa villain with a supersized penis is killed in the first episode. That doesn't work because we're not in the Showa era. And my character, I think, has to be in more than the first episode. Uh, now, with my other name, James Dorrington, is a ranger in an overrated season, plus uses their power during sex. Okay, not a lot of meat here, unless we tweak it a bit. So we can't say the season's overrated. Not a ranger. Uh, and uses their powers during sex. Maybe we've turned this into... Uh, if, you, if you're a fan of the Star Wars movies... Um, <laughs> this is so fucking dumb. Uh, there's a scene in Attack of the Clones where Anakin Skywalker uh, uses magic <laughs> to bring a pair closer to himself to cut it and says, Obi-Wan wouldn't approve of this. Maybe that's the kind of thing where it's like... Um, some seasons have like little robotic helpers that's like, oh, here's this red disc that turned into a hawk, or here's this burger that's sentient. Um, <laughs> just toku things. Um, maybe it's the kind of thing where uh, the Kip character is uh, 
very big on doing menial tasks like oh like i'm gonna send out my little minions to uh do some dishes for me or like hold some curtains open as like a wasteful thing that he does despite like being like a veteran like i guess i could just like have my weird crab monsters like light the cake candles <laughs> before i have somebody over for dinner uh okay this is writing um oh he works on a farm so maybe the the like summon animals work on the farms too uh i've checked and these are called support robots uh <laughs> which is good um so support robots um use for menial tasks so then looking again um let's go over to what james baker's doing james baker is a helper robot who likes to take photos and leaves to go shopping that could work let's see what uh his other name his other handle goes by gopsidic senpai is a movie writer who all the lesbians love plus goes out for pizza okay uh hmm maybe Maybe just maybe I got this. Um, it's a juice bar pizza place, and it's the kind of thing where like it's like across the way from the like juice bar, and it's just the kind of thing where like uh, all the like ladies <laughs> in this Amazonian food court full <laughs> of juice bars and pizza places are just like ah oh, ah oh, James Baker, you're so cool, and they're like ah oh, Steph, you're so hot. <laughs> maybe that's what's going on uh okay all the women love platonically all the women platonically love james baker baker he loves to get pizza so where does this leave us with characters now that we're well james baker what i have written down is smart skateboard writer wheels meta detector and is scared of tech all the women love james baker and he loves to get pizza at the place by the juice bar so I'm thinking, okay, he's kind of like, he's not an existing common writer. He finds this belt somewhere at the start of the story. Um, he's just kind of like a darling, you know? He rides a skateboard, people are like, oh, you're a cool dude. Um, and loves to get pizza, and is friends with a lot of people. Like, um, a real uh, Van Wilder. <laughs> not a Van Wilder. That's uh, too aggressive, I think. But like a real... Uh, Max Keebler from, or like a real teen cool kid. Uh, and maybe like one of the things he does while he's skateboarding is like he, he like uses that metal detector looking for stuff, maybe old coins, maybe old shells or something. But his motif, he's fast. That's it. He's fast. Um, he's somebody who's always on the move, maybe never really staying places long enough to like meet tons of people maybe he's always like looking for something okay that defines him he's on a skateboard he wields like a metal detector he's scared of tech people love him loves to get pizza he's somebody who is restless there you go uh <coughs> kip is an optimistic fish rider who wields a book and lives on a farm um and likes to overuse his support robots for like menial tasks okay so fish rider that can mean a lot of things um I do like actually that the uh, contrast between fish skateboard and Raptor. It's almost like we're doing like a uh, behemoth Leviathan and rock kind of thing from like a biblical story where um, here's this person who's very much 
always moving forward um and um <coughs> focused on um the ground and that kind of speed to it in an optimistic fish maybe kip is somebody who has trouble making progress maybe it's kind of like um fish trying to go up like a waterfall kind of thing and he's always like using the robots for help not out of boredom or to get things done quickly but just kind of a sense of inertia okay he's somebody who's feeling inertia feeling inertia or is or that could reflect uh in the writer situation where he's the okay yeah so he's not solving the conflict at the start of the story maybe he's trying but he's just kind of keeping up with it he's tending to the situation in the sense of a gardener where um He's not digging things up by the roots. He's not trying to change things. He's just trying to make sure that things stay open. Whatever. He's not trying to unravel plots. He's trying to, to tend to his plot, his lot in life. Okay. Uh, Steph, passionate raptor, uses metal detector. So like some crossover, maybe like, okay. Steph sounds more alike um, to what's going on with um, James Baker than Kip even. Maybe her whole thing is that she enjoys. So where James Baker is restless, always going on to the new thing, and uh, Kip is always feeling inertia and is unable to move things forward. Steph is somebody who is entirely of the moment. She is somebody who uh, launches into this without maybe a destination, without a purpose. Okay, yeah. And that helps too, because in a fi- in a forty eight episode like TV show, that's a good way to make shit get stirred, you know. So at this point, um, we have three riders, three main characters. So James Baker is a skateboard themed rider. He's common rider copacetic. That is perfect because he's restless. <laughs> that's actually really uh, fitting. I like that a lot. Um, I'm looking at. Kip, uh, I guess me, but not me. Um, maybe Comrade labors a little too on the nose for the things I talk about. Um, me, Comrade Vigor. Okay, I like that. Comrade Vigor or Comrade Kip. Maybe I keep a Comrade Kip. Steph, uh, Comrade Steph. It's not the worst. I kind of like almost as a character beat that she'd be so in the moment that she's like, Yeah, I- I'm just Steph. Who-, who the fuck cares what my Comrade name is? Okay. So Steph is of the moment. She's passionate. She doesn't have a fancy name. Uh, and Kip, I guess, not his government. So he's still going to use it, or maybe it's just part of the ease of it. But so we have three named riders. Uh, thinking I'd color green. I'm a farmer. I'm a green rider. Uh, is the optimistic green fish rider. Uh, from there, I think what we need to do now, other colors, maybe like a, Orange or a yellow for Steph. Maybe a purple. I don't know. Um, I kind of like red or blue for uh Camaradico aesthetic. But let's actually see. One thing I really want to do here is have our list. We have um the host names involved. We need to involve uh Mario's big shoe, water spiders, eels, furbus, and furbies. Water spiders are one of those really cool animals that does not get enough recognition for just like what cool cats they are. Uh, just 
I love the way they flit across the water. They are very much uh, fun animals. They're a lot of fun. Um, so I wonder if they should be the mook or if they should be some kind of notable. No, I think uh, water spiders are um, <coughs> water spiders are like the like mook minion of the season because that's like a weird like early um, Heisei era like Comrade Ryuki. They move weird. They have strange patterns. They can flit on top of the water. They can kind of exist in all, all three spaces. They can be underwater. They can um, be on land. They can be in the air. Okay, yeah. So they're kind of like weird, uh, like the um, dragonfly, whatever they made, the um, like putty kind of monster in the US version, like Dragon Knight, uh, like that. They're like flitting, awkwardly moving, maybe like a little bit of like lost frames almost like they're like moving at like 18 frames a second like instead of like 24 then there's eels um i think that um maybe they're like the stronger minion like the mid boss kind like the kind that might like lead a group or might be like early on like a, a, a like fight on their own so they're like also something where you could see like an eel um it's snake enough where you can be like yeah this is going to go in all the realms too, gonna go in water, go, gonna go on land, like gonna go in the sky, gonna jump up. So, <laughs> the common mook is the water spider, and the uncommon, like stronger, like kind of like commander level one is the eel. Um, the, and there's Mario's big shoe. This is called Karibo shoe, but they said Mario's big shoe. Um, so I have to wonder what I, what do I do with that one? <laughs> Thanks, fans. That'd be a pizza restaurant that Comrade Copacetic loves. Mara's Big Shoe. Uh, Mar Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Okay. Um, Mario, Mom, Maria. I'm Italian, so this isn't a stereotype. Mar Mario's mother, Maria. Uh, love to tell the story of was no lady, lived in a shoe, had so many kids, you know what to do. So maybe it's the kind of thing where it's like she gussied up like the family restaurant in like the 80s to make it look kind of like a shoe a little bit, but like barely. And it became a thing when Mario took over. <laughs> so now Mario's kind of got this kind of like beat up old like he's like leaned in and kind of gentrified like the shoes of his pizza restaurant a little bit like it. it's still got that spirit, but it's like a little like nice compared to how it used to be now and Mar mario's big shoe is where you get uh man that's a dumb you have to get like what like foot long pizza uh foot long slices foot long slices and maybe like they call their breadsticks um pizza laces or something pizza laces that's uncomfortable um so Mario's big shoe. I uh, have to add the Furbus and the Furbies. Uh, but now we have a name. So the series has to be named. It's called Common Rider Copacetic. Uh, and with that, this next part is going to be a little weird. But I need to figure out a theme song for this show. So I made a little um, like playlist. <laughs> I'm going to include that playlist in the show notes as well. But um and I'm looking through to try and find the perfect opening song for this show. This is Unbalanced by Blue and Count. Let's see how this goes. 
Okay. Okay, okay. I don't know why I don't listen to five. Mm. I don't think so. Uh, this next one is Thrill by Band Made. A little bit heavier looking. <laughs> I like that a lot, but that's not going to fit for us. That's not going to work for that. What are your lyrics, though? Okay, that was a little long. So I'm going to keep going on. Uh, this next one is Vital by Misaki Endo. A known Toku voice. Not a song I think from Toku, though. <laughs> okay. A little too lounge singer. Like a bronzer and lovemaking going on here. This one's like a little longer because I feel like he's about to like break out that like Akira go shoot next level. These clips are trimmed a little bit. Okay, it's long, but here's what happened. I don't know. Yeah, this isn't it. This isn't going to work here. Um, the next one is Odd Loop by Frederick. Uh, this is one of the weird variety we have. Let's see how this one goes. Mm, no. This one is Blue Lightning by Last Alliance. Um, I feel like this band's a little hard to find. Okay. So far, so good. <clears throat> okay, I get to see this. Like, Wistful Oceans. Sasuke's there. Like, who's there? <laughs> okay. Running, running, running. Ooh. That might got me. This is my time to. This is my day. This is my good stuff. My prime. Yeah, I think it's Blue Lightning by Lost Alliance is going to be the opening for Commander Copesthetic. Okay. So I'm from the kind of moody early 2000s toku slash anime period that's when i really got my druthers so i wanted something in the j-rock j-pop j-punk kind of area uh because you know what it is um and i ended up looking at and finding the song blue lightning by last alliance um i like it because it's from their album keep on smashing blue which has the art of a green apple in like dust like like being like shot open or burst open and there's like an orange inside and there's like a blue background and maybe that's like our three because i've already said um i like green so maybe blue lightning um that's kind of the 
Comrade Copacetic is the blue skateboard themed tech hating metal detector wielding rider. Always trying to find something. Oh, I love that. And then uh, you can have um, the more um, burst that violent orange can be for Comrade Steph. Okay, okay. I like that a lot. So you have Comrade Copacetic blue and Steph is orange. So we have blue, green, and orange. Um, and I like that because um, explicitly now, like land based and fast against it, but he's smashing the blue. He's smashing against like the like horizon, the sky that he can't even touch. That kind of fits with uh, the character arc that we set forth for Comrade Copacetic. This is interesting. I get the sense of like who he is. He's somebody who rushes against rushes against the horizon. And I like the idea that the things Comrade Kit makes are destroyed. Um, and that Comrade Steph maybe doesn't want to destroy. Maybe if if she's just of the moment and the art that like kind of inspired us and like got this song out um is this burst. She Steph is unable to not think through, but um unable to not do harm that's inelegant there's probably a very simple way to say that but um like steph is someone aware is someone who feels like they are harm that they are kind of like the ricocheting okay 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 this works for me just get, like looking at like an album art and looking too much into it but um part of the reason i picked the song blue lightning is a now it fits with um our character and B um, the band last Alliance in the song. It kind of has that cadence of stuff happening that happens in like an opening. Um, people could be running. People could be um, in dark rooms reacting emotionally. People could be like um, posing in their transformed forms while stuff's happening. We have a pretty, we have an opening song and we need character songs with that. Um, let's figure out what's going on in the show. So 40 episodes, let's say this is like a normal show, normal show in quarters. We are come radical aesthetic is three linear upgrades. So the show starts out, um, come radical aesthetic is restless. He's always trying to find things. There's two sons over Tatooine. Um, and one day he's just searching and he, with his metal detector, finds the driver, the belt. What do you call those big jacks that you have uh, near the water sometimes? So Vikings or Normandy can't happen. Um, I don't know what that's called. Bulwarks? Bulwarks. He's like um, metal detecting near some bulwarks. And he finds um, a lockbox. Yeah. And inside of it, there's the copacetic driver. Um, oh, I like that. And. Um, he wields that and the monsters so far um we've seen them be water based maybe that kind of keeps up where they're just weird creatures that can um exist between different planes like um kangaroos or like osprey osprey or or like secretary birds that kind of thing like he gets this power uh and he uses it for the first time cuz he gets it he knows it's special and he's just wandering around the first episode after he has it. 
as there is a monster attack. Um, maybe there's some kind of um, maybe there's some kind of like um, bat themed kaiju or like monster uh, kaijin that is like terrorizing people because um, they can sense that the drivers out. Maybe just it's unrelated. He just sees there's a bat kaijin terrorizing people, and there's the water spiders. Because um, come rider one, you gotta make sure the bat and spiders are together. And he tries to fight, but it's not enough. And he sees the belt, and he realizes, okay, this thing, maybe they react to it. And he decides, all right, I'm going to put this thing on. And he does. He becomes the blue lightning, Kamen Copacetic. And he has, like, some lightning-based powers. He has some speed. And he's able to dispatch these enemies. He has saved the plaza. Maybe it's the same plaza where his juice bar is and where his pizza place is. And then, yeah, uh, we get other episodes where he is maybe hanging out with his gear. Um, just like trying to figure out, huh, I became a superhero. I became a common rider. What does that mean? And we maybe see the hints of uh, this doofy guy in green hanging out and peeking. Like maybe it's the kind of thing where like the second time he uses his powers, he's like, oh wow, this is becoming a thing. I thought that was just one time, but now for some reason I broke the seal and I could just see the natural and the supernatural world intersecting all the time. Or maybe it's just the kind of thing where um, now that he knows the signs of people interacting with whatever these powers are, what do you find with battle detectors? Hmm. Trying to think things I'm seeing is coins and rings and pull tabs on soda and other things. I want to do something with the pull tabs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The common rider toys are based around toys that kids play with. That's why you have like the gashapon. You have the little fruit cutting toy that common rider game had. Um, so maybe like how people collect and shake around or make jewelry with pull tabs from, um, like Coke cans and like beer cans and that kind of stuff. And it's the kind of thing where if you get 500 pull tabs, you get a, what do you get? People have pull tabs. Um, I don't know, but, uh, why do you gather pull tabs? So pull tabs be collected for charity, but also I like the idea of, um, characters are, he's restless. Kip is, um, inert and stuff is of the moment. And maybe the motif is just um like soda or other like other like canned things, canned drinks, maybe. That's something we all kind of are aware of. And he's he's the Oh, he's got lightning in a can. So he has the belt and it's the modern like show and he has the pull tab and he's able to open it. There's some carbonation to lightning, and that's how he transforms. Okay. Um same and that's connects to him finding his belt because um he's finding he found it while meditating and he found other stuff. Uh Camarada Kip is a farmer, uh wields a book, lives on a farm, um, has little robos for menial tasks. Ooh, maybe they're all little Furbies. <laughs> and that's where the Furbies come in. And like he's got like um Icarbutter fours, there's a chicken nugget robot. <laughs> That has little chicken nuggets that get sent off to go and cl- and do little tasks. Maybe it's like that. There's just a big 
R2D2 Furbus. <laughs> it's just the porous belly where little Furbies could fly out of and do tasks for Ryder <laughs> Kip. Uh, that's disturbing. Um, so, yeah, he was farming. He found a Poltad, became a common writer, and he's just tending to his plot, you know? He's somebody who um, is always at risk of maybe exploding a little bit because he's just not really living. And Steph, she's the carbonation. She's the Mentos in, in the Diet Cola kind of thing. Um, she's just all the explosion. Okay, so... Because he found the pull tab or just like aware of the weird pull tabs. What does that make the people and the monsters then? I'm imagining like you throw like a pull tab on somebody and you pull out their despairs or their dreams. And maybe it's kind of like a um, Comrade Oak or like Comrade Deno kind of thing where a monster kind of just like comes out of you and tries to fulfill yourself like the opening of the sodas or the drink is like representative of like, uh, okay. Blue lightning sounds like an energy drink. Um, but the opening of the, um, self is to like reach your dreams and to find happiness or fulfillment or whatever people want. So you have people that are like, I can't believe I didn't, um, get to play in that one game. Cause I hurt my ankle. I, um, can't believe that um i never asked this person out or whatever and it's the kind of thing where people's regrets or what people think held them back from being their greatest self or achieving their greatest success that's what happens they get pull tabs thrown on them like weird demonic bone pull tabs and they get like some kind of a rat's version of their despair pulled out that's the monsters um what do you call those has to be a good name Hmm. Desperate. <laughs> Sorry, I was gonna say um, Desperillas like Sasparilla, but that's not uh, a good one. Carbonation. Hmm. Carbonation. Carbonation. Yeasty is not good. Aerated. So aerate. Okay, you aerate soil. You aerate drinks. Exposing of oxygen. Seeing the light of day. Disparates, disparates. They're they're called the disparates. They're called the disparates. So they're not people turning into monsters. They're monsters made from people. Okay, okay, okay. So they're giving breath to people's despairs. They're disparates. Okay, so you have like, oh, I've never, I should have asked this person out. And there's like a frog, frog prince monster. There's like, a, oh, I should shouldn't hurt my ankle and you have like the weird um centipede monster i'm not sure but um there's different monsters based off things like that and okay so the first quarter of the show is uh is comrade aesthetic just like finding himself more and more connected to people having these issues helping them out uh versus their disparates and um meeting comrade kip who's a green fish rider and you aerate um, soil disparate. Okay. So he's literally just, he's like <laughs> the like low. He's like Batman. I was going to say he was, I was going to say he's like the low um, 
ambition Batman. Batman kind of is the low ambition Batman. He's like, let's beat up black people that are having mental crises instead of like, <laughs> let's deal with systemic change. So maybe that's the kind of thing where like, he's just like, oh, I stopped things from getting bad. And he's like strong and he can fight like a couple monsters at once and a couple spirits at once. And he's like able to handle things and like really bail out and rather like copacetic, but also his ambition for helping people is kind of just like, well, it's good to help people. It's important to make sure that things don't get out of hand. Like <laughs> the kind of thing where, well, if it's not your number one priority, it's not high enough. And I think for him, he's kind of closer to people that are currently maybe using the disparities than usual. Um, and there's somebody who's throwing these pull tabs on people and like cracking the seal. Maybe they're just called like cane, like cane sugar, but the one who killed his brother more like cocaine and cola. Um, yeah. The cane, the canes. Okay. Yeah. The canes. I like that. Um, and you can have like a kind of, um, sugar cane makes me think of, um, Egyptian pyramid building times. I know that like a lot of stories connect people eating sugar cane with like the, the foremen or the slave drivers, I guess is the better term. Um, so maybe it's just like, oh, um, the canes are like, one has kind of like an Anubis theme. One has kind of like a um, serpent theme. And one has like a like um, raptor theme, almost like a weird subversion of uh, what's going on with the um, riders as well. But they're just kind of each have different versions. Maybe like one is measuring somebody's despair versus like a pull tab and that turns them into the monster. Maybe one is I'm going to throw this onto you and pull like a monster out of you. One is, um, you can use this pull tab in order to, um, summon a monster that's connected to you and people and the riders have to figure out how to save people. Um, in different ways, sometimes they're directly in the line of sight of combat and it's like, Oh, we can't kill this person. Uh, so we have to find like another way to draw out this fight or draw out the monster within them versus this other type. So they're doing that. Um, and they meet Comrider Steph. She's orange, raptor, passionate, works at the juice bar nearby part time, um, has like a metal detector. Maybe she has like a cool metal detector that is able to like find these pull tabs and is like a little more seeking out trouble. Comrider Kip doesn't want trouble. Comrider Copacetic uh, wants to keep things, um, or Comrider Copacetic wants to help people, and she just wants to make things happen. The pull tabs are in the world somehow. Um, yeah, maybe it's just the kind of thing where um, maybe the pull tabs just kind of appear in certain places for certain people, or there's some event being orchestrated. Yeah, we need like a a bad, maybe a bad common writer. Um, we have the three hosts of the show, Copacetic, Kip, and Steph. Um, what about if we have? Um, ooh, the show features lots of guests. So what if we do uh, like a in um. Hurricaneer, the show that Power Rangers Ninja Storm is based off of. There is um Shurikanger, who is the um Green Ranger in that like series. And his whole like shtick is that um he doesn't have a face or it's more complicated than that, but um 
he's continually like um showing up as different actors and there's lots of fun cameos of like oh hey this is that guy from four years ago like here for one episode um so maybe you have like comrade or guest comrade or guest okay so if despair can become monsters despair can become monsters um so if despair is something that can be made tangible like maybe comrade or guest is somebody who gave up tangibility so comrade or guest gave up tangibility why in order to not be subject to despair so um it's kind of like if i am not i cannot despair they gave up their corporeal or human form in order to escape the imminent mortality that the disparates would inflict on them maybe the disparates whatever the big event was they were going to die so they decided like there was a big birthing of monsters they decided to become incorporeal instead of being used as a vessel that is burnt up and destroyed okay and they're a guest they survived the first monster um sabbath i guess just to make it like Cameron wizard by losing self they are maybe like uh the alternative to the despair creatures a selfish light a little ultraman like um little dark ultraman okay can't die light so maybe they they can take self from others and that's where it all kind of uh bleeds together is that we can take some of our guests because the show does a lot of guests um or has so we could say hey um here are seven guests that are characters in the world of um of the comrade like copacetic and this comrade guest they just kind of shift between the um various guests from the show so who do we pick um i most common guest uh is andrew from amusement spark uh i like jason chun from the kikaida episode um ryan from reading comics while black is gonna be on against it uh let's go for um jules from ranger splain holly from hear me daddy um so i'm our guest andrew got jason chun got ryan from uh Greek gospel black got jules got holly uh two more two more two more um let us go with uh let's bring in david from tokyo fresh uh and courtney from the strictly anime okay so we have a villainous common writer common writer guest gave up tangibility in order to not be subject to despair or at least um reporting <laughs> at least uh doesn't have to report to despair doesn't have to succumb to despair i guess um as far as a physical way of dying um they basically said, i don't want to face mortality 
So I'm going to become incorporeal to not face the consequences of my own emotions. I like that. Um, they got a gun. I'm going to say we all got belts, but they got like a cool comrade D end transformation gun. Um, as they swap between their faces and they're kind of like very duplicitous. They have multiple, they have seven faces, um, of different people. Um, after Steph shows up, like it's like the quarter where things are getting more powerful, more dangerous. Rub hurts the road. I think um, Comrade Copacetic needs his, like one of his linear upgrades, though. I think he's scared of tech, so uh, maybe he gets like a silver with like blue highlights, like tech form. That's like maybe like he's got like some jet boosters, some missiles, or like computer chips. Has like a little eye, like Boba Fett, like it's little. It's like an armored Boba Fetty technology themed form and the lightning powers. Okay. I like that. Um, as the monsters get stronger, that's what he uses. And they're dealing with Kane and dealing with like Comrade or Guest. And then we reach like the rough kind of like middle halfway point of the show where things kick up another notch. Um, I think at this point they've saved some people, but they've lost somebody there's conflict because Steph just kind of keeps uh, causing some ruckuses um, and living in the moment. Um, but we see all the writers are just as vulnerable as the people they're saving. And I think the only way to get that lesson across is succumbing to despair. Maybe if despair is a physical thing, if evil is tangible, maybe when Comrade Kip was starting out, um, he took in some evil or he suppressed or became part of some evil. Maybe like the awakening that Comrade Guest became incorporeal to avoid Kip survived, but not in a good way. <laughs> not not a good thing. Um I'm gonna talk a little bit about uh the berserk form trope uh when we talk about Comrade Saber next, but um <laughs> it's being overused. <laughs> but hey, I think um, that's where you get um, a little after Comrade Copacetic gets his his second upgrade, maybe it's some kind of like lightning god ride in form that enables them to like fight off some of the um, or kill maybe like the jackals or like the members of Kane. Um, that's when you get kind of despair Kip and he's just kind of like, well, the, the steel gets broken and he starts to go berserk in this weird form and this weird power. And, um, yeah, so it'd be like, um, the super form that comes after tech based kind of murder. Copacetic is like super speed and lightning, like some kind of like is the lightning form. And, um, the raw power though, is like this, uh, evil form and like how murder Kip just becomes entirely unreliable. Um, the seal's broken too much stress at this point, and he will just lose control and become this new form, this despair form. I like the idea of like the fish that can't go past the waterfall. Um, the only way up is down, and he just becomes this monster that they can't control. And I think, um, this is maybe challenging to Steph more so than like Comrade Copacetic because. She's seeing like a 
the worst of her fears about herself come true for someone else. If this is a common writer who um, has fallen to darkness he can't control, he is all harm. He is all that momentum. So with that, um, maybe this is about Steph. And, you know, as the show amps up, she, she needs like an upgrade too to keep up. Um, so maybe like in the late 20s, early 30s, she gets um, her big upgrade and it's some kind of like form about um, not just being harm. It's kind of like a less jagged and more balanced. Maybe her like initial form is very like a peacock or spurry or feathered in such a way where it's uh, uneven. Like one side lots of feathers. This is like more regal, more balanced or just more heroic form and she's able to kind of like use this to like um help stop this like despairing comrade kip and like reach and um i think at this point um the story might shift a little bit to um the real people who have the faces that comrade guest has been using this mysterious villainous character um who maybe unleashed the despair within comrade kip and as he's kind of coming the terms with it now that he's been knocked out of it for real finally and knows he has friends that can help. They deal with these seven people whose self has kind of been taken and they're, they're more susceptible to despair than most, but maybe we, maybe we get like a swerve where Comrade Guest commits to do good and is able to help them um, have Comrade Kip move past and gain control of this despair and he gets a new form too it's like a controlled berserk form and they make this connection and they're like oh now we're gonna go fight the root of despair okay interesting maybe kane killed someone maybe kane isn't just sugar but the despair that they are dealing with is the manifestation of abel that the evil that can almost like um cosmic horror dead thing and that the tangible nature of despair comes from the fact that Cain killed Cain killed this creature Abel and <clears throat> that is why despair is something that is real. Kind of guess is able to like join the good guys and they're gonna make a ploy to well, we gotta actually kill Abel. We gotta stop Cain and all this stuff. Like they're both bad, and I think that's just a ploy. Um, as we get to like the mid to late thirties, for Comrider uh, Guest to gain their upgrade, their power, and they think that they're the new Eldritch on the block, and they're gonna control things. But um, they're stopped by the final form of um, Comrider Copesthetic who has purpose now, who's thinking, I've conquered my fears, I've become powerful, maybe now I could be present for people, I see, I've continually seen people in despair, now I'm actually here for people, not just rushing past them. And with that, he gets his final form, maybe it's like, um, it's a big volcanic lightning, Hmm. Glass lightning. 
Maybe it's just like something dumb, like Perfect Storm. Um, and it's like a final form, you know? Um, strong, has cool armor, lets them like mix up powers. Uh, I'm wondering, um, I always think of the final form of a common rider as as their mortality. <laughs> I don't know, but there's something about the final form of a common rider that just feels like you only get to that when you accept your own mortality and your own death. Maybe not soon, but the inevitability of it. <laughs> just there's something about the way that people get their last forms of common riders. Maybe it's just the fact that it's their final form. It's them <laughs> reaching an apex of who they are. It's them kind of synthesizing their beliefs into a tangible being the same way that despair is. Like if despair being tangible in this world is proof that you're alive and that you have value, I think the final form that a common rider reaches both in this fiction and in the wider fiction of Kevin Rider, um, is is proof that you have an endpoint and that you will die. It's proof that you will not infinitely grow or change. It is just kind of like, well, here is a state. Here is something that is uh, alive, and therefore it will die. <laughs> Uh, which seems to be the underpinning of this whole thing is that um, here's people who are living and creating through the fact that they can accept their own lives through their own despair. And here is people instead who are accepting through actualization, the end of their being. I like that. And that is primarily how he's able to, uh, defeat comrade or guest and then maybe like the um guests <laughs> the seven people who ha had their faces stolen for different like ploys are able to use like the gun and fight but it's hard they're not the right biology they're human and um stuff so they're swapping off helping out but i think maybe things amp up and they defeat kane cable comes and you have Abel coming back to life. And what is that existence? Um, I think around this point, like we're in like the mid 40s, we're maybe like episode 43 of a 40 episode arc, like 44. Because like death is four and numbers and, and like kanji. But you have um, this strange being who was killed for being harm. You have this being who um, was lashing out at existence at life through death. Just this contradiction. It's cruel. Um, and I think you have a comrade or guest come back and somehow unlink from the Seven and have the power. And there's some weird three-way shenanigans by craft. But I think that like Abel just is very pitiable because they aren't able. <laughs> They are just kind of in a front to the world in which they've been placed in and they um in their death but not their erasure, they manifested so much like pain for people in the world 
because it was an injustice. So I think maybe the end of the show is the common writers trying to figure out, well, how do we square this circle? Um, how do we um, make this being who is unable to have peace different from people? Just the problem here isn't a human one. It's one of just empathy for the inhumane. And, you know, for common writer guests, just like, let's kill it for real. Uh, and then I'll just go on my way being the super powerful incorporeal dude. Um, and I think ultimately with Abel, um, the secret to kind of solving that problem, if we're going pure metaphor, pure, um, pure theme is that the common writers after a long fight choose not to kill Abel. And there's that moment of recognition from Abel to the writers that they did not end Abel. And I think it's kind of like a full metal alchemist. How can we become more than the sum of our parts? How could we break the rules that bind us? How can we, uh, get through our restlessness? How can we get through our like inertia? How can we get more than just the moment? Helping all these people after fighting, after all these traumatic growths and spurts, I think that what the comrades do is radical and they accept Abel as something, as someone with value who should not just be killed for existing, for coming back to life after being hunted down for existing and lashing out. And it's ambiguous. Up is next. Um, Abel is intelligent, and we see this calculation in their mind as the writers have untransformed and they're looking forward. Then we hear a like shot ring out, and it is Comrade Guest. And they have killed, for real now, Abel. They have solved the big bad, the Eldritch Horror, and there's still like two episodes left. And I think the first one becomes kind of like hunting down and there's some issues and um, the writers get hurt trying to hunt down um, Comrade Guest. And then the last one just becomes that final like confrontation camera copacetic and camera guest. Um, how do you put things in order? You accept things are out of order. Um, things aren't copacetic. So I think just what happens in the end is that camera copacetic is able to, uh, return camera guest to a corporeal form, not kill them, just create them. And I think again, that's kind of the radical, um, response to leaving corporealness not to be destroyed by despair and to giving into the cruel logic that dictates things is that now you have camera guests who they are a person in the world instead of this incorporeal God. That's gotta be a terrifyingly horrific punishment. (laughs) Solitary confinement within mortality. Um, but still, um, I think that's how 
the series ends. Um, the writers have kind of addressed the gaps and the despairs in their lives. They haven't solved them, but they've grown enough where they are not blocked from enjoying and connecting to other people by them. Uh, lots of cool kicks, cool uh, pantheon and death themed monsters. Yeah. Um, that is a very rough uh, brainstorm of um, how you make the very rough outline of what a series could be, I guess. Um, I set out to do this purely because uh, I didn't want to um, make people worry while they <laughs> were dealing with intermittent power issues about recording a podcast. Also do something different. Uh, so yeah, let me know what you think. Um, if people like this, I would totally be down for doing something maybe with some kind of um, guest or like my co-host or some kind of other version of this, maybe like something on Twitch for all we know. Um, like this is like very much like the fandom OC kind of thing and perhaps the least listenable thing that we've put out there. But um, this is a, I, I like the idea of just how do you hit the beats and the requirements of a modern copywriter show? Like get a theme song, that kind of stuff. So yeah, um, I like this a lot, but next week it's back to normal. If, if this happens again, it'll be another one-two punch of people having catastrophic like time last minute, or it'll be a bonus episode. But uh, next week, uh, Cup Six Step I is back, and we are looking at Comrade Saber episodes nineteen to twenty-four. Week after that, me and Steph are looking at Mystic Knights of Tirnanog, uh, which is a little hard to find, but I'm sure you can do it for St. Patrick's Day. And also, we should, around that time, have the first of our bonus episodes coming out um, for the 90s Kamen Rider movies. We covered the first one, Kamen Rider uh, Shin, in a normal episode last week. But for this one, this is all uh, all bonus. And the same with uh, Kamen Rider J. And there might be another bonus episode coming up, too. Uh, I don't want to spoil what it's going to be about, but it's about a current and it important subject that you could relate to Toku. It's a little more tenuous than some. But yeah, it's been a lot of talking. It's like pretty late at night right now. So I hope um all like hear this very optional episode of Come Ride with me. Um and hope you enjoy it. Let me know. I would love to do some other thing like this again at some point. But um this is like a very last minute something entirely different situation but yeah um you can find me on twitter.com at james forge you could find the podcast at come ride with me come ride with me.com come ride with me on instagram still don't know how the spacing and the ads work there um there is podcast at come ride with me.com is the email to send in emails we love emails if you like this email us if you like the show Please review us on Apple Podcasts. There are a lot of cool review places, and I've seen some reviews not on Apple Podcasts. More reviews on Apple Podcasts will help. Um, if you're in Denmark, thanks for putting us on the charts high again. <laughs> uh, and if you uh, would like to see more Denmark specific content, please also email us because i can 
do a bad job at trying to do that. But uh, with that, what did we learn today? Uh, I think we've learned watch Cobb and Rider and try something new every once in a while. 